Hello, everyone. Welcome back, or welcome to the Earth to Quarry podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. So um, I have Aaron here, and I have a list of listener questions. And we're just gonna we're just gonna go through the list. Some questions are fun. Some questions are deep cutting. Um, some questions are, I don't know, interesting in general. So, Aaron, do you want to say hi? I guess. Yes, hello. I'm nervous now. Now you've said they're deep cutting, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> um, but yeah, hello, hello everybody. Yeah, thank, thanks again for being on the podcast. So this is actually Aaron's idea. So this is uh, this is really the Earth to Aaron episode. I just didn't want to be grilled again, to be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, what's Corey going to talk to me about this time? And, and now, I now expose myself now, more. Now you're going to be grilled all together. Though, um, to be fair, some of these questions I feel like we'll both answer. Some of them yeah. are more like strictly for you oh, no. um so you know why why don't we start um with with sort of an easy question uh, maybe a more casual one uh so what is the more most canadian quirk that Corey has or that i have oh i don't know because i don't what do we class as a canadian quirk you know like yeah, i feel like i'm the only canadian you know yeah so it's not something that can be like this is a except for your family um, to be like, this is a recurring Canadian thing. <laughs> um, and obviously the things that you do in common with your family might just be a family thing, you know, yeah. like every family has their own quirks anyway. Um, I don't know. You do, you do say sorry quite a bit though. Like that is obviously the stereotype, um, for a lot of Canadians, but you do, you do say sorry quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I don't know what, what would be a Canadian quirk. Um, maybe you're sorry. I don't know. You, oh, you say to be fair a lot, which oh, yeah. I don't know if I've actually ever heard anyone say it that much. But you say to be fair all the time. <laughs> like to be fair. They say that better. I don't know what that as well. bit of accent was, but <laughs> to be fair. To be um... fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. If I'd answer the the inverse, uh, question. Um, obviously, I know a few more British people than you know Canadian people. I'd have to say your love for crumpets. See, this is I don't get get this. I did not realize that like crumpets were like a British thing. Like it's tea and scones, tea and cake. It's not like tea and crumpets. Yeah, but yeah, because that come... that was something I I learned from you. Um, I just love crumpets, mate. They're a top tier food. Like you can make them savory, you can make them sweet. They're just mm. you put them in a toaster. Life's good. <laughs> we've established that i'm quite lazy when it comes to food okay if i can just put it in the toaster and it's more filling than toast and it's more fun it's like spongy canadian crumpet sales have just skyrocketed um do you, do you want to stay on a, on the food trend i have another food question here sure all right so what is uh your favorite meal to cook um oh i don't know because yeah i don't really have a love for cooking like i, I know you cook a lot I'm not so big on that. If I'm cooking, I'm like gonna bulk cook and then eat the same thing for days on end. Um, I quite like to make chili. Not that I've ever made that with you, yeah. but I do quite like to make chili or make like a fancy pasta sauce or something and just spend ages doing it. Though every time I do that, I generally end up putting too much like veg and stuff in the sauce so that I just don't need any pasta. <laughs> it's just like its own yeah, yeah. like stew meal thing. By the time you fill it up with beans and things. Um, 
Yeah, at the minute I quite like just making a white sauce and then putting in like loads of mushrooms and onion and tomatoes and spices. And by that I mean paprika. Um, <laughs> expose myself before you do. Yeah. Um, and just making like a kind of creamy white sauce at the moment. But I don't know. I like when, if we cook together, I like when we make pizza. Yeah. That's really fun. I, that's where I was assuming you're going to go with this question. I was just going to say, yeah, pizza. I love making pizza with you. Yeah, I, I do. But I wouldn't think of that as being like, what's a meal you can cook? I wouldn't be like, oh, I can cook pizza. I don't know. Um, but no, we make pizza together. Like, we make the dough and everything. It's very yeah, fun. Yeah, like from scratch. Yeah, we have a nice little no oil recipe. It's really easy, actually. Yeah. Um, it's like time consuming, but that's also because we're not, I don't think we're very time efficient. No, but it does take time. Like You need to let it rise yeah. and then you need to shape it and you need to put it in the oven for a bit, then take it out, then do all your toppings, then put it back in the oven. And we never make one pizza. No. <laughs> we always end up making like three pizzas. So therefore, by the time we like sear them all and time them in the oven, it's it's a long yeah, it's a long activity, yeah, but it's, it's a good time. It's a long process. Yeah. What's your favorite meal to cook? Uh, in general. Yeah. Uh, I like making pancakes with you. I also met like making pizza with you. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was to answer this question though, I wouldn't even say favorite meal to cook. I just enjoy using my Instapot to cook. Yeah. Not not like sponsored or anything. It's just so satisfying. <laughs> um. So so now now that we've appeased the Instapot and Crumpet lobby. Um, or just roasted veg like that's just such a simple oh meal. yeah yeah it's like it's not very fun to cook but it's fun to eat because it's delicious it is good it's a good thing that you can like throw it in if you're busy yeah. you can come back to it i don't know i like to cook things on the hob though if i'm like cooking to enjoy cooking I'm like get me a glass of wine put on a nice album yeah get the vibes yeah make something on the hob or paella that's fun I like making and that. And is fun to say. <laughs> All right. So are you thinking a uh, fun question or deep question? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. Well, let's go to the right top of my list. Um, so what is the, the main lesson that COVID taught you? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I've really actually taken much time to reflect yet. <laughs> Over the last year and a half, um, like sometimes I do a bit and I'm just like, wow, I was really lonely. Um, <laughs> and like didn't really clock. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the main lesson is. Like, I think it's made me appreciate more when we can do things, but also not sure it's a really weird one i think it makes you like evaluate your friendships quite a bit because obviously you've not been able to do stuff in person um and things so and a lot of people have been under a lot of strain over the last yeah. year like just yeah. personally um and maybe i've not been the happiest but i think being able to maintain friendships during this time even with like the distancing and be able to support each other if people are a bit low and you can't just be like, oh, should we go for a pint? And like, you know, just chat about things yeah. but having to do that all online, which in a way feels like more effort. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but yeah. I think you have to be more organized than like hanging out online almost than hanging out in person. I think so. And it also makes you realize 
how so many conversations are generated by the environment you're in. Yeah. You know, like if you're out and about, you'll like end up just talking about whatever it is. The people around you, all of this, that and the other. And sometimes you just particularly with COVID, it's like yeah. everyone's been like, Oh, what have you been up to? And everyone's like, Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like y- yesterday we, we talked about that like couple we sat beside for like an hour. Yeah. Um, because we were gossipy gossips. Um but no, no, you're right, because I feel like when you're hanging out in person, you can almost just exist together. Mm. Um, but if you're hanging out online, like you can't just like go quiet. Well, you can sometimes. Like I do have some friends, like with my friend Tanya one in America, we will like FaceTime and just do our own thing sometimes. It's just like the company, even though it's not here. But, like, we'd just be on FaceTime, like, reading or, like, painting nails. And just, like, be able to just say, like, odd little things and just have someone around. I think I didn't realise how much, how nice it is to just have people around. Just to, like, say an odd comment to. Yeah. Um, Because I don't really live near any of my friends in... Like, the friends I have in London are quite far, and we weren't allowed to use public transport for ages. So you, I would say, were still kind of, like, quite social, really, during the pandemic, in terms of you managed to, like, do your daily exercise with people. So you would, like, go for a walk with people, and you would see people. And I know you probably think you weren't, but all I saw was my work colleagues. And, like, if I didn't go to work, I would have just, I would have not stayed in London, I think, if I wasn't actually physically going into my job every day. Um, and seeing all my colleagues there, I think I would have probably just moved home <laughs> and lived with my parents or moved in with my aunt and uncle because that's not too far in case I had to go in Yeah. for a reason. But just to be around people because it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know what it's taught me. We'll figure that out probably in like four years' time. We'll be like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wake up one day and be like, you know, I'm really good at this. When did I figure that out? Oh, yeah. I just think... It's one of these things that for years to come, we're going to look back and be like, all of this is a consequence of this. I don't think we will realise the extent. Like, I'm really interested to see with regards to, like, children's development. And I don't mean, um, like, school kids, like, yeah. children. Because, you know, like, you keep saying they keep on being like, they're behind. And it's like, but everyone's behind. So everyone's on the same field. So they're yeah. behind. Um, and they're talking about, obviously, catch-up schools. But I mean young people like babies and toddlers and the lack of like social interaction i think like a lot of speech development is going to be slower shouldn't be around people making noise and like i think it's gonna be really interesting to see how having a year of basically being recluses is going to impact development for a lot of obviously young children who are still in their developing stages and how they like the social interactions will come out of that i don't know I think there's going to be a long, long impact of this. Um, um, who knows the extent of it? We'll figure that out in years and years to come. Yeah, of course. If you're doing any sort of like psychology research right now, mm. like write your own check. There's, there's no way you're, you're going to have trouble getting funding. Mm. Oh, and the, the positive, I guess, that COVID has taught me is that we, I guess, managed to do okay without being able to see each other. You know, like we did four months or whatever um, at, very early like i'd say in our relationship that we just didn't see each other um and it was all just texting and online hangouts and stuff and then 
you know, knowing that you're obviously going to move back to Canada soon, like in a way, it's a little bit reassuring to be like, oh, but we have managed. <laughs> we we have evidence of this, yeah. We have managed this, and it was it was it was alright. Like, wasn't as amazing as obviously being able to actually spend time together. But it's like, okay, we can we can do this again. Short term, like we can make this work. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come back to this in six months' time. <laughs> it's a failure, but we'll see. And this was Aaron's last episode on the podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, just to sum it up, I, I would have to say, like, for myself, um, like, it's just more evidence that I'm adaptable. Like, obviously, I could adapt to, to living here. I could adapt to teaching here. Uh, but then when everything outside of my work... Um, life got changed or had to change I could still find a way to like thrive in that situation and uh, and find joy um, even though lots of the things I really enjoyed doing uh, were, were taken out you know so mm-hmm. it's just like oh um, I, I could really really focus on you know these are the things I like to do what actual mechanism what like reward or feedback loop am I getting from this activity and mm-hmm. how how can I find an activity with a similar like feedback loop, you know? Yeah, and I think for you and I think just for a lot of people in general, you've had to learn to enjoy things on your own. And like not enjoy your own company, but you I think do a lot of like solo activities anyway, which obviously you'd like to share with people, but you were happy to like fill your time like going for a run or being on the bike and doing yeah. like solo activities like that. And I think a lot of people have had to find those activities for themselves during this time and just realise how do you fill days in ways that are more than just watching Netflix, Netflix which like... is not rewarding in the long run. Because everyone did that for that first like quarantine, right? And it was kind of okay and it was sunny and everyone was like, I'm just going to sit outside all day. And then by the time we came down to second and third lockdown everyone was over it like um, yeah trying to find activities and find things that like so still trying to find fulfillment when mm. your previous like ways of getting fulfillment are just out the window yeah exactly i think i read really off the question honestly don't know what it was anymore but never uh, what what it was the main thing that covered you all right moving on moving on mm-hmm. to our next one uh this is a good time to thank actually all the listeners for sending in questions uh, yeah, thank you these, these all are listener questions and I, I wasn't going to like say the person who, who sent them in uh, to keep them all anonymous, uh, but you know who you are, um, listeners, and obviously I, I will thank you directly um, some way, or I'll, I'll just say thank you for the question, just in, in real life. Um, though that question was from a, um old guest, that previous question. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, in, in the podcast family. Um, I'm going to guess who it is as well, but... All right, so this is a this is I guess still a COVID affected question. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you go? Anywhere. Anywhere in the world. I know, and I don't want to jinx my luck, and I'm just hoping that I can get to Canada at some <laughs> point. Like that's that's it at this point. Like I want to travel, but right now I'm like this is the. Yeah. I I want to <laughs> want to get to Canada. At some point, that's like the main thing right now. Like in terms of holidays, I'd love to go to so many places. I love traveling and I love going to places with such different cultures. And I've, you know, I've 
I like to travel on my own or just kind of like throw myself in there. I'm not a big fan of like holidays in terms of, I don't know what that was, but like going to a resort and just chilling out. Yeah. Like I want to go and explore and I want to like be in hostels and meet other people and just see what won. Yeah, more, more of like an adventure travel. Um, yeah, so there's so many places I would love to go, but right now the focus is Canada and hopefully Belgium over the summer to go to a house party because <laughs> it's such a fun time, but I reckon it's not going to happen. So I'm just going to hold out for Canada right now. Yeah, um, obviously there's a, a lot of uh, places I want to go or go back to uh, while I was in the UK. Like I wanted to go to Spain. Um, I mm -hmm. wanted to go back to Germany and like specifically Rome. I wanted to go see Rome as an adult. Um, wouldn't mind going to France. At least I got to go to the Netherlands. Uh, that's a big, big arrow or big uh, feather in my hat. Um, but no, I also personally want to travel to Japan, um, mm -hmm. as you might be able to tell from the podcast episodes. I like anime and stuff. Um, but no, that's not why I want to go to Japan also i think japan just has its own culture and yeah it's so interesting to experience that and just yeah embrace that fully. um just to just check that out um I'm, I'm really really wanting to do some sort of like adventure trip um so i think like hiking the alpache trail and the states or even just like taking a van and going to the rocky mountains in like canada Mm -hmm. uh doing some sort of adventuring there some like cycling hiking mountain running um or trail running there would be really really fun i always wanted to go to machu picchu but i think everyone wants that right yeah like that's quite a basic one my parents really wanted to go as well they haven't been yet didn't, didn't bo burnham have a joke about uh white girls and going to machu picchu probably in, in his special quite a... yeah thing but it just sounds cool i don't know because i always wanted to go to every country in europe by the time i was 25 right that was yeah. my goal uh, which is why i did a lot of like interrailing and multiple countries in one trip yeah trips um but that has obviously failed miserably because now i'm old and i did not make it to every country <laughs> so i was like oh maybe by europe i've done half of them i'm getting there maybe by europe maybe by 30 but who knows now with everything going on as to whether that's even a possibility anymore. True that. Um, all right. So here, we'll, we'll ask you this one. Uh, this is actually a very deep question. Um, so, hey, Aaron, um, why are you the bomb? Why am I the bomb? Yeah. Or more specifically, why are you so bomb? I, I'm, I'm so bomb. Well, yes. This is a great question. Um, thank you to whoever asked this. Um, I'm just, I'm just bomb, mate. I'm just cool. I'm just, I'm just cool. No, no, but why? That's <laughs> <Let's> not. <laughs> 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 I'm not the bomb. <laughs> what, uh, what processes? Um, no, nah, I'm just what, a dickhead. I don't know. What about you make you so bomb? I don't know. You can answer that. No, do you not think I'm bomb? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Let's just move on to the next question. Let's just. Oh, okay, okay. I was, I was gonna answer it, but uh, you you make me laugh. Um... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Which... So do clowns, but okay. <laughs> clowns, I, I don't think clowns have ever made me laugh in front of you. 
and then uh, the next one. No, you're you're caring and kind. Uh, this is uh, uncomfortable. Snow <laughs> <laughs> World does not need to hear this. All right, all right. Well, we'll go to uh a more more serious question then. Um. All right. So, what are the differences you've noticed between um like Canadian and UK dating etiquette? So like has has dating me I guess been any different than like dating British? I don't know, cause I just think dating is confusing anyway. With regards to like talking, seeing each other, dating, relationship labels, like I feel like that's such a weird crossover thing anyway. That I don't feel like anyone actually talks about things properly um, nowadays, and the communication is really terrible. <laughs> In terms of, you know, like, you'd be like, oh, we're t- I'm, I'm just talking to this person. Yeah. People were like, oh, we're only talking. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what does that actually mean? It's like, oh, no, we're just, we're seeing each other. And then for some people, seeing each other means, like, you've agreed no, not seeing other people, but you haven't, like, relationshiped it up yet. For other people, seeing each other is like, oh, yeah, but I'm also seeing five other people. Like, so that's confusing. But I feel like we didn't discuss that very well. <laughs> I don't know. I would say the biggest thing I've noticed, um, I don't think that this has nothing to do with like British versus American or Canadian, um, mm-hmm. so North American sort of standards, uh, is that back home, I was always a lot more active in like planning the dates because I, I knew where I was, like I knew the communities, I, I knew all the like places to go, you know. Um, whereas here, I've been a lot more passive and, and I'd say you've organized almost all of our dates so kudos to you i appreciate that um but no i i don't and i didn't date uh too much before we met so i i couldn't really say like you know this is a major difference um it's just like the context of me not knowing what's going on uh in the uk versus like you or in in the london area and you knowing what is going on um yeah, so this is the problem. I can't really know how to answer this question because obviously I've only dated you. I don't really know Canadian dating etiquette. But I feel like you were maybe I don't I don't know if this is like a comment on you though, or a comment on Canadians, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, okay, I wanna um, hear this. I feel like you were like you were quite like enthusiastic in terms of having conversations. Um, like even just when we were like messaging and we hadn't like met up yet for like a date you were just quite like keen to message and think which isn't a bad thing you were like good morning but I feel like I see this is where I don't know if it's you or this is like Canadian but I feel like in the UK you do, a lot of people tend to like you play it down quite a lot or you're like don't reply for a few hours just because like you might read you read the message you mentally think of your reply but you leave it a few hours to reply right I think there's a lot of games there's a lot of games particularly I think when you're like early 20s there's just a lot of like dating games and a lot about your putting on a front and like wanting to look not super interested interested and stuff i'm probably just chatting absolute bull right now yeah i have like no time for that like if if you want to pretend you're uninterested yeah just make your intentions known just be be uninterested and i'll move on yeah, honestly, I just think you should just always just make your intentions known. Um, and then if they're not feeling it, then hooray. 
done. Save yourself some time. Um, <laughs> I would say um, I don't know if that's you or that's Canadian. Yeah, expert. yeah. Um, I would I would say like the dating apps here are different. Um, yeah. Like I, I don't think Tinder is used all that much in this country, or at least like when Tinder's used for hookups. Okay. I would say. Like if you're looking to date nowadays, you'd probably use like Bumble or Hinge. Yeah. Like one of those. Um, and that's what I wanted to bring up. I didn't. I never heard of Hinge until I moved here, and Hinge is like incredibly popular here. It's become like yeah. popular though. It's, it's been on the rise probably since you, like, not long before you moved here. I yeah. think before that, it wasn't really. It was, it's been Tinder. Like Tinder's the OG, right? Yeah. Well, like plenty of fish technically is the O O O G, but that's I think for like fifty five year olds, <laughs> um, or like older people generally. But then Tinder's like the original like dating app. Whoa. Yeah, like like um, the the one that got popular on on like the cell phones. Yeah, exactly. But now I think Tinder is very much. I mean, look, some people use Tinder and they like start relationships through t- Tinder, but I think a lot of people use it more for hookups. Um, yeah. Like it's for if you're not looking for anything that serious. I think if you're looking for something more serious, you wouldn't necessarily go on. You wouldn't have the best luck on Tinder, so therefore you'd go for like Bumble or Hinge. I think I don't know. I don't really dating app. I've never really done it that. Like I did a little bit with Tinder back in the day, but let's be real. The the only only one you need on your phone is Vegly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vegan vegan Tinder. Um. All right. So sweet that uh, that question was was well answered. Well, so I like how you think that I know what goes on around here. I don't. I just hadn't actually known much of London either. But I was like, I want to go here, and you were just like, okay. <laughs> like, you're just quite like you're very open. I think you're just like always down for whatever. So I'm like, I want to try this place. You're like, sweet, let's go. Like, yeah. Okay. So that's been kind of nice. <laughs> um, that's because I I didn't research London at all. To be honest, mm. I have no clue what's happening in the city. Um, all right, our next question is um oh let's let's do this one. Uh so does it help to stay motivated uh to fitness if you have a partner that also cares? And that's how it was written. Um Yeah, that is how it was written. Um because I saw this one. Do you want me to answer this one first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Um Aaron's caring about fitness. <laughs> has not affected my motivation whatsoever uh, because I am, like, I know, I, I'd say I'm personally motivated. Um, and, like, that, that is my own thing. I'm not I'm not being motivated for Erin. Um, that is nice when she's like, oh, you, uh, you look aesthetically pleasing. And it's like, yes, because uh, I, I do a lot of activities that produce that. But, uh, yeah, but I tend not to say that much anyway not in like a bad way no but, you know you, 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 you use them on aesthetic you use them sparingly um but also yeah. like my goals aren't aren't focused on aesthetics either my goals are, are based on like fitness or they're all uh like fitness related so yeah. it's like oh i want to lift this much or oh i want to like beat this time in running or get this many kilometers on the bike or whatever you know like a week mm-hmm. or something so I would say, um, like, fitness for myself has always been a very, like, at least the goals have always been personally motivated. Often, often the doing the fitness is very socially motivated and that, like, I get to see people that I value or spend time with people that I value. Um, but at the end of the day, um, 
I was motivated before I met you. Um, and, and like, you know, not knock on wood. Um, if you were to ever to get Thanos snapped into my life, I feel like I'd be just as motivated <laughs> <laughs> uh, for, like for fitness. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Obviously, you have a different, uh, like, relationship with fitness than I do. Yeah, because you, you're, yeah, you, you have, like, a long-standing relationship with fitness. It's your own relationship, like, yeah, <laughs> that you built yourself. And, yeah, maybe, like, if I was, like, super into fitness, and I would, like, run a marathon every weekend, then maybe it would, like, encourage you more to be like let's go do one together i don't know but that's not the case obviously <laughs> oh man if, if you ran a marathon every every like weekend i'd be so much more motivated to run see and be faster yeah exactly so like i guess that but um that's yeah that's most definitely not the case see um, you're you're actually just killing my gains now so sorry, i'm sorry you, you need to become a marathon runner go away um i i don't know i, I mean I don't have any motivation as it is for fitness. I'm quite, I'm really bad at it. <laughs> um, I'm just about trying again. Because I know when I was last on the podcast, I've just done my nice little running month of March. Yeah. Um, and then promptly all that motivation disappeared after I fell over. Um, <laughs> and we're only just getting it back. So, but I don't know if, I don't know if, you being interested in fitness really makes that much of a difference. I guess it does a little bit. And it's like, I don't know. You go out every morning for your exercise. So then when you're here in person, I'm like, oh God, I need to go as well. Which is a good thing because like, I do feel better afterwards. So I guess that's like motivating. But just because I'm like, oh, well, if you're going, then I guess I should do this too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like... I guess it does a little bit. Um, I know you're super enthusiastic, but I don't know if it actually makes a difference to my own motivation. I guess it does a bit. Like, cause if like, cause we went for a bike ride in Bath, I wouldn't have done that. That's fine. If you, if I knew, well, obviously I plan to do that because I know that's something you would enjoy and that you like riding a bike and there was a long tunnel and all this rubbish. Um, it was really cool. It was like the longest cycle tunnel in the UK. I was I was having a great time. It was so cold. Um, they like played music in it. There's lights. Yeah, almost took some people out on the bike because they don't know left and right, but it's fine. Um, so I guess like I wouldn't have been chosen to do that physical activity if it wasn't for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I guess it does a little bit. I mean. I don't know. I'm not very good with fitness. I never have been. I've never had a very good exercise, motivation, relationship, all this lovely stuff. So I kind of I was going to the gym before we met, but that was kind of on a like, <laughs> I'd had a breakup, I'd done the sad bit, and I was like, right, you need to sort yourself out. You need to <laughs> start working on you and just feel better about life in general see but that that was part of the reason i wanted to date you i know it was all a big lie i'm because so sorry you regularly went to the gym <laughs> and then it all disappeared um but i guess um yeah. so to let's 
I guess we can look at this question. Do do I uh does your partner care about your motivation or your fitness level? Um so I guess like either way, like you don't ask, so I usually don't uh tell you anything. Um or or like it's not it's not my place to to make you motivated. Um Hi. because like I fundamentally believe like, you know, you've you've gotta want it yourself. Um, and, and as soon as you want it yourself, if you if you want any help, I'd be there uh, with the advice of small changes over time. Um, mm-hmm. But like at at the end of the day, I, I think it's it's got to be one hundred percent you, and and I think it could be really hard to get motivated mm-hmm. if like you're comfortable in a relationship, um, if you if you don't already have that motivation. But I, I could see if you you and your partner are at like a similar motivation level or or if you're looking for like your partner to motivate you, you could set up maybe some sort of scheme uh, where you and your partner need to do X amount over time, X amount of fitness over time um, to sort of build that habit or like maybe you and your partner, um, you have to get an equal amount of runs in during the week. So you just try to like fit that in your schedule. I guess when I was running a bit more, you were like, well, I need to act like, because you, yeah, yeah, you, you're yeah. not fitness anyway, but you were like, right, I need to run more rather than like, buy yeah, because you're like, because oh, I, I needed to get more K more than K than you, uh, because <laughs> as, as a runner, um, if you were running more than me, I was like, oh, my ego's hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like a weird one because I do kind of. Not appreciate the accountability, but I am yeah. so easy to just not. I kind of do need the someone to hold me accountable to be like, you need to do this. To be like, yeah, you're right, I do. I do. Okay, I do. Um, but you have to already still be in that point of motivation with yourself. Like, if you're not wanting to do it at all and someone's just like, you should exercise, then you just get angry. Yeah, like <laughs> like, like imagine, imagine if I, like, um, I had some sort of power over you so I could put you on like a fitness regime, like a fitness schedule or something like you would hate that and, and it would be not yeah. really acceptable. Um, but like if if you and your partner were both motivated and want to make like some sort of accountability system, I think that would really help. Um, but if you're um, like if your partner does not care. Um, at the at the end of the day, like you can't change them, um, and like your motivation needs to at the at, and at the end of the day, like your motivation needs to come from yourself. Yeah. Um, like you you can put as many like carrots in front of you to motivate you to get off your couch, um, and like go running, but at the end of the day, like you still have to actively get off your couch. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, and I feel like it is just that you have to kind of motivate yourself if you yeah you just you just have to i think most people motivate themselves based on like a reward system um so it's like if i do this for a month then hooray maybe i will buy this or like we'll go for a nice dinner or something like i feel like a lot of people motivate themselves on reward systems i guess the basic bit of that is like if you do a lot of training and fitness then you're going to see changes in your body which is not so much of a reward system, but then that in time will become your own motivation, right? So like you need to do that initial bit, but I don't think having a partner helps you with that. I guess if you're both doing nothing, then if one person did then start being like, 
I'm gonna make small changes and do bits, then maybe you join them. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I always look at like PBs as the best motivation. Like every every time I hit a PB, I'm like, I earned that PB. Mm-hmm. Like this is not something I could just be like, oh yeah, I did this, and now I'm going to go do something that anyone could do. Like uh, I'm I'm gonna go get this like nice di- dinner or whatever. Like any anyone without earning it could achieve that a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. But like when I hit a PB, it's like, okay, you know, no no one can pay for that. Like that is that is one through blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, and I guess it's not motivation, but it's nice to have someone to like, you know, like woo. Yeah. When you do do well, it's nice to have someone be like, like, look at you, you've done that. That's on you. Like, yeah. good work. And, um, and like, I don't know. At least, at least for myself, I'm always really big on like, I'm sure people can like celebrate a PB with me, but like celebrating a PB with another runner. Or, or like a cycling people with another person who's who's on the bike, it's like you know they they put blood, sweat, and tears into that as well. Like they they know where you're coming from. Uh that may help. I don't know. Do you feel like we're still on topic? I don't know anymore, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I need to get the rest of this coffee in me, and maybe I'll be yeah, <laughs> I'll be a bit um, more vulnerable. This is a really good question, but yeah, of course, like my motivation is is uh uncoupled from you, and. I don't know. Motivation is individual. I think having you in my life who's always aiming for that 0.1% better and stuff, then is like, maybe I should try and be like 0.1% better over the week then. Um, <laughs> maybe like... not daily. But like having someone that's always around you that's always if like is motivated or is trying to do better, Having surrounding yourself with those people is going to eventually if you're in the right mindset for it like encourage you to do the same and just give you that same encouragement i guess so it's to do with who you have in your life i don't know if it's necessarily your partner but if everyone around you is like really pushing for things and trying better then you're going to also be motivated yeah and And if everyone around you is doing nothing then you kind of are like well i'll just do nothing too, or you feel like yeah. you can get away with it a bit more. And and I right. guess you can you can always find someone outside of your relationship to motivate you yeah. for fitness. Um, like the the gym bros, the other people on the running team, you know, uh even online communities or or even like the Strava, the Strava like challenges. Um Yeah, that's a main one for me. I'm still just competing against myself there. Like, <laughs> but yeah good we we i feel like we answered this as much as we could and we we, we did but we, we didn't we didn't just say dump your partner we didn't just say divorce oh, i'm kidding don't don't do that over i kind of knew what i was signing up to you're the one that's more likely to be like i'm over this bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> Yeah. How do you answer that? Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I actually have only two two more on the list. Um, so all right, we'll we'll answer this one first. So, uh, how do you feel about the stories Corey's told you about his family back in Canada? And this is from a member of my family, by the way. What stories you told me? I don't know. I'm trying to think, like if there's anything in particular. Obviously, you talk about your families and your your family and your friends back home. 
what do I think about them? I don't know. It's nice. It's nice to hear about your family. It's obviously nicer to like experience it in person yeah. in terms of like actually meet people and understand it. I've you know been was fortunate enough to meet your parents and your your brother um and his partner. So that's super nice. Um and it was it was really nice to meet them and like understand a bit more and be like okay. <laughs> I feel like when you meet people's family you kind of just have a bit more of an understanding of them and like their upbringing and be like okay. I I get I get some things a bit more now. Um <laughs> that sounds horrible. I don't know what I mean by that. <laughs> But you know, like you just like, oh, this is you kind of get an idea of the upbringing and like the environment and stuff, and you're like, okay, cool. It just helps you understand a person. Um, I don't know. You mentioned a few things about your family. They seem nice. <laughs> like, I'm interested. I'm intrigued to know more um, and to experience more myself and have my own. You know, not like my own stories, but my own interactions and things to go off. But yeah. I'm just excited to know more about your life. Oh, uh, don't worry. I'm sh I'm sure we will have a family hazing for you. Oh, what? <laughs> a family hazing. Oh, I don't want that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> All right. So our last question of the episode, um, and and this is another question uh that could be really deep, or uh or not. Um, so, Aaron, uh, who is the coolest chick you know? The coolest chick I know. I feel like this question was. Asked towards me, um, yeah. With the with the expected answer being Aaron, with as a P. That's the only acceptable answer. So that question's finished now. <laughs> we can move on. Um, <laughs> don't know. Don't know who the coolest chick is on there. Also, I don't know any chickens. Like personally. Yeah, we live too central. We live too in London. Yeah, so my students like raise chickens. Nice. It's really <laughs> off topic. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> no, that was me. I'm the I'm the coolest chica in town. I'm not. Um, I, I sound like such a narcissist to like everyone that listens here. I'm really not. I'm just a poo head. Um. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't know who's like my inspiration either. Like that's like a thing where everyone's like, Ooh. yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of different people can be inspiring in different ways. I don't like the idea of having one person being like this. This is your like main motivation in life. Yeah. Um, if this question would were to be about like female empowerment and who yeah. are some of the like most impressive women I know, mm -hmm. um, you know, just just look back at the the podcast episodes, um. Like Mackenzie is super passionate into fitness and she's been like killing it on her Instagram and like social media about like getting people into fitness and even just like learning about stretching mobility and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um so I'll, I'll link obviously her Instagram in, in the uh thing. Um description. <laughs> in the description and obviously you can listen to those two episodes. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people are inspiring. I think Ruth is very cool. I think Ruth's second book is out now as well. I just think there's lessons you can learn from everyone. Yeah, and therefore everyone can be inspiring in different ways. Um, 
and obviously you only know a portion of people's lives everyone you come into contact with and you interact with you only know like a section of their life you only know the bit that they're showing you or the bit that you're part of um and uh, i think so many people in general go through so much and overcome so much to get to where they are in life of like varying levels varying degrees but i think everyone is inspiring in a way you just gotta gotta find out what it is about them yeah so <laughs> almost almost, <laughs> almost sounds like you want to be a podcast house you know that you're just going to get people on and, and no, find out what's inspiring too uncomfortable. <laughs> um but no thank you thank you so much for answering all these questions Aaron. um did, did anything come up into your mind during this podcast that you you want to close with as we we start to land this plane no i don't know should there have been i don't know like obviously i i compiled questions from both of our uh friends and families uh mm. and listeners of course um but like it was kind of your idea for the, for this whole idea i just thought it was easy i didn't know what you'd want me to talk about <laughs> for an extended period of time so i was like this way it just gives us lots of different little topics <laughs> um yeah i don't know nothing really Yeah. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> i'm really sorry i don't really know that's totally um, fine um erin is only halfway through her coffee you. so maybe there are things i wanted to ask you but i'm not sure all right hold you accountable to get it on recording um <laughs> but no i really don't know um interesting some of your answers are interesting i always like to hear you talk though sometimes um <laughs> <laughs> Only sometimes. All right. Thank you. Uh, I guess time time for us to to land this plane. Um, Is there anything that came up during this podcast, or anything that you thought of that you'd like to talk about? Should offer it back to you. No, no. I'm I'm the host. Otherwise, I just start talking about it. <laughs> That's the privilege I have. Um, actually, yeah. This week was uh, International Running Day. It June, was June second was International Running Day. So hopefully, you went out and did some running on that day. Yeah. I, I did. Are you asking me? You know that I did. I know. I know. I'm, ask, I'm asking the, the listeners. And, and if you miss International Running Day, um, any day can be International Running Day if you run. Mm-hmm. Got to do a little one. Got to start off somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Back up. Small, small changes over time. Just be not 0. 0.01 better every day. Mm-hmm. All right. With that, thank you, every, <laughs> everyone. Sorry, <laughs> I just I don't know what to say. Um, I'll let you close up. I, I've got to think of something to go from Earth to Corey, don't I? <laughs> uh, oh, all right, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have a have a good week. Uh, obviously, I will see you next week. And don't do anything I wouldn't do or haven't done. I want to see you here all next week. And Corey, so if there's something from this podcast that you would like to. You know, you were the earth. I just did the closing. Nope, I don't care. You were going (laughs) to say to me as something to learn and take away from this podcast, Earth to Erin, it's mine now. Um, What would you, (laughs) what what would you, what would you, what would be your lesson? So if if you were to take... um, Always ask people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So if if you were to take one thing out of this uh, conversation, what what should you take? Um, You know, just find it, find it inside yourself to go be the kick butt Aaron that we all know you can be.
and that you strive to be every day. Okay, so we're focusing on the the, the motivation exercise one, probably that. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, I gotta I gotta leave you with something good, or or you know, reflect on what COVID taught you, because that was that was one of your thing. Yeah. Okay. Bet bet you bet you didn't want it turned around like that, did you? Flip it and reverse it. <laughs> reverse card. Reverse, Uno, reverse. Uno. All right, don't, <laughs> don't do anything I wouldn't do or haven't done. I want to see you all here next Bye. week. Bye.